Thank you, Daniel Ezekiel. Thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Danielle, for all of your help. And uh, uh, Daniel Ezekiel, so that you will know, uh, for some reason, God has put on my heart to preach on heaven for a little while. I am going to do the devotional, but I'm going to, by the grace of God, preach uh, what some might call a sermonette on heaven. Now, I don't know why God has put on my heart over the past couple of weeks to preach on heaven. Uh, maybe he wants to prepare you to go to heaven, or maybe I'm going soon, I don't know. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. By the grace of God, I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. And I'm reminded of another song sung in the black church back in the day. Come and go to that land come and go to that land come and go to that land where i am bound i am bound oh come and go to that land come and go to that land come and go to that land where i am bound and i'll 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 give you a little bit more of that. That's from the old black church. <clears throat> Similar to this one. Over all those wide extended plains shines one eternal day. There God the sun forever reigns and scatters night away. No chilling winds or poisonous breath can reach that healthful shore. Sickness and sorrow, pain and death are felt and feared no more. When I shall reach that happy place, I'll be forever blessed, for I shall see my Father's face and in his bosom rest. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Word of God, Jesus Christ said these words in John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, 
And you know Jesus Christ never lied and he cannot lie. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, uh, tonight, I do not know why you laid this on my heart. Uh, Lord, I don't know if you, you are doing this because somebody is getting ready to die and they need to get saved so that they can go to heaven and you want me to whet their appetite, so to speak, or Lord, uh, you're preparing my heart to go to heaven soon. I do not know. But Lord, I, I'm just going to obey the heavenly vision, if you will, Lord, that you have given to me over the past two or three weeks. And, uh, and right now, uh, have it to be adjacent to the devotional. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved. Forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Wash and cleanse our souls, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and our consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than the snow on the inside. and uh, crush and crucify our flesh and the old man within us all to preach your holy word and to hear your holy word and to understand it and to comprehend it and to obey it and to live by it. Lord, fill us with the fullness, the power, the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Save those who are lost Revive those who are saved. Glorify your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Amen. Dr. John R. Rice. In his little book titled Facts About Heaven. <clears throat> and I'm going to, by God's grace and with God's help, be as brief as I can to share with you, probably nightly, throughout this month, if the Lord tarries his coming and he gives me the strength and the health to do so. And if he tarries his coming and allows me to live. Dr. John R. Rice, who is now in heaven, said, Heaven was so real to many of the saints of ages past. Oh, sing to me of heaven when I am called to die. And may I say, dear friends, please remember that God is good. And if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, 
He will transport you to heaven when you die. For precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So get ready if you're not ready. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ so that when you're lying on your dying bed, you'll have the peace and the joy that heaven will be next for you. Don't wait till you can't think right and communicate right. Don't wait until they put you on some kind of breathing machine. Do it now. Do it tonight. Dr. John R. Rice said, I can remember in my youth hearing Christians saying with tears streaming down their faces, I have a mother over yonder. I have a father over yonder. I have a sister and a brother over yonder up in glory land. On the other bright shore, some glad day, I'll go and meet them. Some glad day, I'll go and meet them. Some glad day, I'll go and meet them on the other bright shore. It was sung many times in little churches as people went from one to another, shaking hands sung while tears of joy ran down their faces. Other verses were, I have a father over yonder, or a brother over yonder, or a sister over yonder, and last of all, I have a savior over yonder. His name is Jesus Christ. It was very real to them. <clears throat> Dear friend, in closing out this little sermonette tonight, do you have a savior over yonder? Have you humbled yourself and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ by faith? That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Do you know him? Have you ever met him? Do you have assurance in your soul and in your spirit that you have truly believed in him for your soul's salvation? For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, that is heaven as well, but by me. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Listen to the most loving, most magnificent, most poetic, and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. It was said by Jesus Christ one night, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but go to this place that we're talking about tonight called heaven, that is, have everlasting life, and go to be with God, and go to be with the Savior, uh, the angels and the saints, to be there forever, as the songwriter said, in one long, beautiful day. You will not have to worry about any more hurricanes, for there will not be any hurricanes there. You will not have to worry about crying and begging people to come and help you, as I saw a man, a grown man, just this past day. You won't have to worry about losing everything after working all of your life to take your ease and to take it easy down in Florida land. You don't have to worry about anybody breaking in up in heaven. No more crying. No more pain. No more death. Heaven will be glorious for you. So if you want to go to heaven and you don't want to go to hell, because hell is going to be torturous. Hell is going to be torment. In hell, you will never drink another glass of cold water, which is the best drink, pure water, which is the best drink in all the world, my beloved. So hear me and hear me well. Uh, in the words of Brother Todd, tell your mama and tell your papa, tell your sisters and your brothers to come and hear the gospel and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not religion, not church membership, not what you did when you were 12 years old and you didn't understand. That will not save you. It will not hold up. God told me to tell you that. Religion is not going to get you in. I just told you what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Believe in him. Trust in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish in hell, but have everlasting life, that is, in heaven. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You understand that you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ before you call on him. So, if you're willing to believe in Jesus Christ by faith, that he is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world, all of our sin, and all you have to do is believe in him, as he said. Call on his name in prayer, and pray and ask him in faith to save your soul from hell that you deserve and save your soul to heaven, a place you don't deserve. Not by your works, 
not by your good looks, not by your money and your gifts and your talents and your working hard in the church. You cannot work for this salvation because you don't have enough time. You cannot buy this salvation because you don't have enough money. God is showing you mercy and grace and allowing you to simply believe in him and get your soul and your spirit translated and transported from the hell you're living in right now and the hell to come to heaven. So take advantage of it. It is a free gift. Just receive it and be thankful. And if God can save me, he can save you. So get saved tonight. I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat it after me and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who suffered, bled, and died for your sins and for mine. In a very real sense. He paid our sin debt. He was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. We're talking about heaven tonight. Make sure you take advantage of it. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I realize and I uh, admit that I have sinned against you. I've done many dirty and evil things contrary to your law in your sight. Repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now obey your holy word and believe in you Lord Jesus Christ I believe that you suffered you bled and you died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power Lord Jesus Christ, please take up residence in my heart. Come into my life and uh, come into my uh, spirit and save my soul. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and change me and transform me. to be what you would have me to be. Help me to repent of all of my sins and turn away from my evil lifestyle and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, into the uh, newness of life. For it is in your name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, as he said to everybody, 
and uh, you prayed that prayer with me and you were sincere <clears throat> in God's sight. Because God is not going to make you and I can't make you. It's your choice. In the words of Billy Graham, it is your decision. If you have done that, then you are now saved, according to the word of God, you are now saved from the burning hell and saved to the beautiful heaven. Now to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, I have a free book for you titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just entered in by believing in him and by calling on his name to save you. You can go to gospellightsociety.com and get that free book by downloading it and it will help you to do the next things you need to do as a new Christian. There's another book beside it titled How to Be Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible which will help solidify what you just did and help you to understand it better. So get that too. They're both free. Also, email us on the platform that you're on or directly to me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and start praying for you and send you more information to help you to grow in the faith. And also, if you have a prayer request, please send it in to us so that we can start praying for you. And by God's grace, we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, at this time, we're going to continue on to our next service. And so Daniel, Ezekiel, make it two separate things. And, uh, and I thank you so much for your efforts and hard work. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, <clears throat> family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, Prayer, devotional, family, memorial, and evangelistic service. My beloved uh, family members. That is the standing between the living and the dead family members. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 637, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the Old King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading the Song of Solomon, 
and that is very fitting <coughs> because uh, I have just issued a challenge to bona fide married couples, that is a man married to a woman in holy matrimony, born a man and born a woman. We're not talking about homosexuals and transgendered people, uh, so-called. And we're talking about people who are legitimately married, that they're not living in adultery or fornication, or as we say, shacking up. To skip one meal a day and enjoy one of the greatest gifts known to mankind, and that is sex. Oh, I know that we have people all skittish and nervous any time a pastor or a preacher or even a Christian woman talks about sex in the church. And that's why we have lost generations of young people because they get it from pornography and they get it from their buddies and their friends and somebody who takes them and uses them <coughs> or molests them and so that's how they learn it in a very dark and bad way and learn about how special it is it is one of the greatest gifts to a man and to a woman in holy matrimony as uh, Candace Cameron Burr has said herself uh, and people have criticized her for saying that, that, and they're wrong, people in the church. But yet, these same hypocrites are on Ashley Madison. These same hypocrites are looking at pornography, talking about they're addicted to it. These same hypocrites are lusting their hearts out at people in the church and trying to have sex with them because they foolishly think that the grass is green on the other side when in fact is brown and has spoiled and is old and really no good and will pass each other as ships in the night playing the silent treatment Women got men playing the silent treatment now. And if you are a man doing the silent treatment, I don't know you. And to me, you're not a man. You've lost your manhood card. Men don't do that. We don't do that. The silent treatment, no. I'm very sorry. <clears throat> your wife does it. That's a weapon against you. That's fine. But you talk to her about some things. And one of the things you need to be saying is, come on here, girl. Just like that. Okay. You can't, you can't have the silent treatment and have sex at the same time. That's, that's ridiculous. You need to take control over that or you'll never have sex, sir. And so I have issued a challenge that couples were married. I don't care if you feel uncomfortable or not. You don't feel uncomfortable about looking at pornography. You don't feel uncomfortable about texting texting another man's wife. You devil. 
because you like her. You think she's so much better than your wife. And how many thousands of men have been woefully disappointed when they finally got it. And now you, everything is going to unravel. It wasn't that good. It wasn't, it wasn't any better than what your wife has done. So this is a very fitting passage. And, and you young people who want to have sex, don't commit fornication. Don't be somebody's uh, little whore uh, in the bed with him and his wife. A homosexual lesbian and having sex with the man and all that kind of foolishness. There are people who will sell their soul for for a mess of pottage for some money. No, no. You want to have sex, you do it God's way. If you do it God's way, it's going to be a beautiful situation. And here's the deal. If you're married, you can roll over and have sex anytime you want. Without guilt. That's the big thing, see. Because that guilt will kill you. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 11 through 17. This is God's word. Some of you are going to still be embarrassed. But remember now, you're not embarrassed when you're looking at pornography on your phone. Huh? In the black and dark night. Uh, by yourself. masturbating you're not ashamed of that are you don't bow down your head don't no 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 don't look down it's not time to pray it's not time to pray right now we're going to pray in a minute keep looking straight ahead so nobody will know you think and let me just say something to pastors there are three women in the church they they are not there to try to watch you. But they will see you when you lose your mind over a certain woman. And they will know it. They will never say anything to you. They will talk about it among themselves. And they, they are not trying to watch you, but they are watching. And, and often God put them there to try to save you from yourself. Huh? Can I be real with you? See, there are some women that will turn the pastor's head, even though he has a beautiful wife. Pastors, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those three mothers, those three older women in the church, uh, they have, you know, much wisdom. And... Uh, uh, and they, they notice, they, you don't have to say anything, Pastor. You don't have to say anything wrong. You don't have, but then they can tell you are losing your mind a little bit when you get around that certain woman. <clears throat> you change. Your facial expressions, uh, expression changes. You act differently. And they know. And then when they get together at Starbucks for their Tuesday coffee, 
Yeah, we got to watch her. That's what they're going to say. We got to watch that uh, hussy. That's <laughs> that's what the older black women will say. That's the word they use now. I didn't say it. That's what they said. We got to watch that hussy right there. The devil is alive. <clears throat> and... Uh, Okay, so let's let's keep an eye on that right there. We're not going to say anything to the pastor, but uh, he gets a little bit uh, uh, animated when he gets around that one. <coughs> so pastors, watch yourselves. There are people in the church who know what's going on. Always. You hear me? Always. And they don't have to always be old either there's some married young women in the church who can will can be and will be your nathan if you keep going in the wrong direction so because women know women just like men know men the song of solomon this is god's word Chapter 1, verses 11 through 17. We will make the borders of gold with studs of silver. Now see, only God can write something like that. While the king sitteth at his table, my spinknod sendeth forth the spell thereof. A bundle of myrrh is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. See, y'all can't handle that. Look at you. But you can handle other things. You're evil. What you're doing. My beloved is unto me as a cluster of comfire. In the vineyards of Engedi. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bible. Behold, behold, thou art fair, my love. Pardon me, behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove's eyes. Behold, thou art fair, my beloved, my beloved. Yea, pleasant, also our bed is green. The beams of our house are cedar, and our rafters of fir. My, my, my. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the Song of Solomon Love Banquet found in your Holy Word. For this is a part of our lives. Lord, help us not to be so uh, heavenly minded. We're no earthly good. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, 
family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 606. Pardon me. And uh, Dr. Spurgeon has us in this devotional at Luke chapter 24, verse 16, which reads, But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Now, beloved, only Spurgeon can take uh, that phrase, that small part of the scriptures and do something great with it. You give credit where credit is due. You honor, you give honor where honor is due. That's all. God blessed C.H. Spurgeon with the mother load of anointing and unction. Like very few men and everybody who's ever read, he's dead and gone, been dead for a long time. Every preacher to this day, preachers all around the world, read Spurgeon. I told the story today that when Spurgeon was alive, people had to get tickets to get into the to the church service. Spurgeon and his staff had told people who already saved don't even come. Even the queen had a hard time getting in to hear Spurgeon preach. A double anointing. And people who understand anointing is, you understand that the man didn't have to try. It was just on him. He goes on to share with us, the disciples ought to have known Jesus. They had heard his voice so often and gazed upon that marred face so frequently that it is wonderful they did not discover him. Yet is it not so with you also? You have not seen Jesus lately. You have been to his table as we were yesterday, and I didn't even know it was World Communion Sunday, but we had communion on yesterday. And you have not met him there, 
Some people take communion and they don't meet Jesus. You are in a dark trouble this evening. And though he plainly says, it is I, be not afraid. By the way, take heed to that. My friends down in Florida, many of you tap in if you can. And you even, many of you are heavily uh, tapping into a publication that we publish called BCNN1. And we thank you. But remember these words of Jesus. It is me, be not afraid. It is I, be not afraid. Okay? Every time you see little phrases and words like that right there, verses like that throughout the Bible, take heed to them. Because of our sinful nature, we have a tendency to be afraid. Men and women. You can act all big and bad as you, uh, all you want. Okay, that does not mean anything. Man. And you, you scared. You scared as well. When God says, and Jesus says, be not afraid. Don't be fearful. Yet you cannot discern him. Alas, our eyes are holding. We know his voice. We have looked into his face. We have leaned our head upon his bosom. And yet, though Christ is very near us, we are saying, Oh, that I knew where I might find him. That's how so many people are today. Jesus is, has never, Jesus is right here. Jesus is right there. But you are fearful and afraid and you do not want to trust in him. God allows things to happen for a reason. And you, and you didn't pay him any attention when, when things were fine and you had electricity and you uh, had food to eat and you had water to drink and you enjoyed the beach and everything and you didn't pay God any attention. You didn't even say thank you for this beautiful place called Fort Myers, San, San Sabel or Sanibel. No, Florida is one of my home states. I know, I know. And you'll never find any better seafood in the world than in Apalachicola, Florida. That's a fact. All of the seafood, <coughs> even the mullet, fish tastes good. Okay, it's a beautiful place. But you didn't thank God for it before the hurricane. You didn't appreciate God for creating it for you and putting you in that situation down there. You didn't thank God for the food and the water. You didn't think about God. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. You need to think about him now. And that's where he wants to get you. <clears throat> He'll work it all out. But he does not want you to forget who he is and that he's the creator of the universe and the savior of the world. 
because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I can imagine in my sanctified mind, somebody saying, God saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Do I have your attention? And see, you must understand, people, just because something disastrous like that happened in Puerto Rico and in Florida, Florida, that impacts, especially in Florida, that impacts the whole nation. To the sound of billions of dollars of loss revenue and then having to kick out that money to help get these people back on their feet. And, and, and may I share just a little bit of advice? You need to come inland some. Come on in now. Because more hurricanes are coming. It's not because of, of uh, so-called uh, climate change. It's because uh, God has changed the climate to get your attention. And God is not playing. And I, I don't know why you're not talking about the next hurricane, because they're coming too. Okay? You are vulnerable. Come on up into the uh, United States there, a little bit further, deeper in inland, is in my advice to you. Because... As one person said, uh, several people said, uh, Fort Myers is destroyed. Uh, Santa Bell or whatever it is, it's, it's gone. Oh, and I, I marvel at how, just like the people at the Tower of Babel, I marvel and how we're so quick to talk about rebuilding. How about moving? Moving spiritually? I don't care if you like it or not. Moving spiritually? So I'm, I, I would, by the grace of God, I would be humble enough to move away from the from the from the beaches. I know you love it. I, I would move inland. <laughs> you understand? Because uh, no more. I wouldn't want any more of that. Okay. Uh, God allows things to happen so that you move towards Him spiritually, and you may m- need to move physically. God allows things to happen for a reason because something, another Eurachlodon, it may be bigger than that one. Okay, because uh, people are not repenting of their sins in the church. And certainly not outside of the church. And, it's, and this is happening across the nation. The tornadoes are coming soon. The heat came. This past summer, fires and everything else. All of this, God is lovingly and mercifully destroying and dismantling the greatest country in the history of the world outside of Israel. Because God is very loving, but God does not play people. 
and his church, the greatest Laodicean church in the history of the church, is the worst Laodicean church in the history of the church, is what I meant to say. And God, God, God is so loving, he probably wouldn't even say this to us. He wouldn't have to. God is so loving. Jesus is so loving. Jesus might say it. He has said it. I'm getting it from him. I believe that God has, uh, that Jesus rather, has spewed the church out of his mouth. Because he said, Jesus Christ said, because I love you, I rebuke you and chastise you, chasten you. Okay? Okay, God, I don't know what you people are thinking, but God does not play. Jesus does not play. They're very loving beyond our little feeble minds to comprehend. <clears throat> but they love us so much that they will chastise and rebuke. And, 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 and you must understand, read your Bible. God does not mind tearing it all down. It don't matter to him. If you're not going to obey me, he'll destroy the temple more than once. I know people were shocked when Jesus talked about how the, the temple was going to be destroyed. Stones this big weigh a ton. What? We, 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 we tower Babel people. We done built something. Ain't nobody going to tear this down. But they did. Because God ordered it. Because it, it, you don't need a temple. Hello. You don't need a temple if you're not going to worship me in it and glorify me and make it into a, 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 a den of thieves. Prosperity gospelers out there. Huh? You don't need the church building. That's why I took it away from you. Caused many of you to sell your buildings. Because you don't need it. And you can't go into the building. Thank God for one young black pastor. Because it's tough when you're trying to build a church and you have an exciting uh, atmosphere with a bunch of young people coming. And, and, and it's hard, man, to quit that and, and not let the people come. But this wise young pastor, somehow, I, don't, I can't even begin to uh, explain it to you. This wise young pastor, Pastor Todd, he wisely kept the people out of a beautiful church building. You hear me? One of the most beautiful buildings in the country. <clears throat> Young pastor. He wisely kept the people of God out of the church building. Not for just nine days like some ignorant other pastors have done. Not for just 90 days. That's, that's, that'll kill a church right there. 90 days. If it's not a church of the Lord. His church grew. More money came in while they were absent one from another. He did it for nearly a thousand days, nearly three years. 
And guess what happened on Sunday morning? Because he obeyed the Lord and had faith in the Lord to understand that God can keep the church together even if we don't meet in the church building. He had enough sense to understand that. Now, I, have not, I, I don't agree with everything he has done in the past, but he did this right. Guess what happened on Sunday morning? This past Sunday morning, after nearly a thousand days, the people not going to the church. They had so many people that people camped out early on Sunday morning at four o'clock in the morning outside of the church to make sure they get a seat. Now, because of this humility and this faith in God that this young man has shown, I believe they're going to be meeting in a uh, um, basketball-type arena in a few years if the Lord Tarras is coming like Joel Osteen. And, he, and then, watch this, he had enough sense to understand that this coronavirus plague was about God chastising all of us and yeah, together, collectively, and individually. He took it personal. He said, well, hold up. God is dealing with me. He admitted that. I know he meant it because the outcome that happens when... Uh, a man or a woman who is saved gets broken by God and dies to self, the flesh, and the world, and the devil. Glory be to God, is transparency. He's one of these young, innovative pastors. He came up with a little thing called hot. I'm hot. I'm humble. I'm open. And I'm transparent. See, see, you can be humble and not open and transparent. You, you're not there yet. You're not in hot land yet. You understand me? You got to get, when God gets through with you, you're humble, you're open, and you're transparent. You know why? Because you're dead to self. You're crucified. And all you want is Christ to use you and to be glorified. And you don't care how ugly it make you look. Glory be to God. Now, that young man is going to go far with that right there. Because if he's truly that, which he, would, he has to be that, because he wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Those things are hidden from people who are proud and stubborn and rebellious and mean and hateful. Like the devil, lost and on their way to hell. You hear me? You won't even know about it, man. Now, if he can, if he can just stay like that and gather around him some good men who are like that too, buddy, the sky is the limit. That's a fact. Back to the devotional. We should know Jesus. For we have these scriptures to reflect his image. And yet, how possible it is for us to open that precious book and have no glimpse of the well-beloved, dear child of God. Are you in that state? Jesus feedeth among the lilies. 
of the word and you walk among those lilies and yet you behold him not you don't even know him I told the people in that article that if you don't understand what this young man is talking about and if you didn't see listen to me listen to me carefully if you didn't see this coronavirus plague as a severe chastisement from the Lord to the church and you individually I said, I believe you're lost and you, you're still trying to do the happy talk dance and uh, the uh, 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 gung-ho foolishness like everything is all right, nothing has really happened bad and you want to continue on with the mess you were doing before the plague. You are probably lost and you don't even know God. And you don't know the Bible either. And you're mad at me right now because you're lost. You don't even understand what I'm saying to you. He is accustomed to walk through the glades of Holy Scripture and to commune with his people. The hymn comes to mind in the garden. We heard it tonight. As the father did with Adam in the cool of the day. And yet you are in the garden of Holy Scripture. Go ahead, Spurgeon. But cannot see him, though he is always there. And why do we not see him? It must be ascribed in our case, as in the disciples' case, to unbelief. They evidently did not expect to see Jesus, and therefore they did not know him to a great extent in spiritual things we get what we expect of the Lord faith alone can bring us to see Jesus make it your prayer Lord open thou mine eyes that I may see my Savior present with me do not be afraid it is a blessed thing to want to see him but oh, it is better far to gaze upon him. To those who seek him, he is kind. But to those who find him beyond expression, is he dear. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word. The expounding upon it by your genius uh, servant, he being dead yet speaketh. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that sparks all kinds of wonderful things when the Word of God, your Word, is read and uh, being expounded upon even in this present day. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor and help us to take heed to another great devotional. Help us not to be the kind of Christian who can read the Bible, go to church, and not know you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Pardon me. We're now back uh, in the, what I have dubbed and called, the family verses 
And tonight, pretty much, I'm just going to read it because we've been in it for the past two nights. Here we have God commanding the children. That's what's so beautiful about this passage, what I call the family verses, Ephesians 5 and 6. And let me say something here that I've said before, but it's been a while. Let me tell you how we lost it, how the church became a Laodice, the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world. You say, preach, you keep saying the worst Laodicean. I thought there was one. That depends on your interpretation. There have been other Laodicean churches, I do believe. And we're not the only one. But we're the worst. You know how we got here? Because, listen to me carefully, and, and then you'll understand why I read, the, read portions of the family verses every day. I know you don't like it. You think it's meddling with your, your precious little family. It's not your family. So that's the problem. You're thinking stupidly. It's not your family. God is the one who put that family together. Do you know how much it takes, what, what it takes for God to put a family together and to get somebody to marry you? You ever thought about that? That's a miracle, my friend, for God to get somebody to marry you with your evil self. And to walk down the aisle, to be engaged, and to buy a ring, and to walk down the aisle, listen to me real good. Huh? And then to have a, 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 a reception, and then to have everybody there, and some people dressed in black. That's right. I had a woman who I had dated before. She was a member of the same church as my wife. And uh, bless her heart, I guess I can say. She came in. And, uh, and what was very interesting about it, now even though she was a member of the church, it was my wife's church. I was just serving as interim pastor. So most of the people were on her side. And mine was uh, more sparse. But she marched on up in the church in a black dress like it was a funeral. And she did look good and sat on my side. I said, no, I'm going to look at the devil. Anyway, it takes a lot for somebody to marry you, my dear friend. It's not, all, it's not about you. It's not all about you, man, woman. It's not your charm and just your beauty and all of that. That may help a little bit. But God is the one who does that. But here's where we lost it. We thought that we could play church and live like hell in the household. And God was not having any of it. He, never, he would never do that. God would never allow that hypocrisy. Uh, that is you people being the Brady Bunch at church from the time you get into the car. Well, let me take that back. Some, some, many families are the Adams family in the car to church raising sand, cane, and hell. All the way up to the church door. 
I remember some of those days. Fussing and fighting all the way up to the church door. But then didn't get out high. Like you walking the red carpet like you're the Queen of England, waving your hand like this. <clears throat> but God would not have that. God will never have that. Okay? You thought the family was yours. It's not yours. It's God's. Okay? I don't care if you like it or not. You you have bought into the American way, not God's way, not Christ's way. See, that's where that's where the problem is. And black and white churches, including pastors and pastors' wives, thought that they can do whatever kind of hell they want to do at the house. Not realizing they bring the same hell into the church under the the uh uh Disguise of hypocrisy, clandestinely, <clears throat> not even realizing it, and playing church and being hypocrites in the church. You know the hypocritical foolishness that your family is so wonderful and dandy, my sweet thing wife and my honey bunch husband. All of a sudden, you haven't touched each other all week. You haven't even had sex. That's why you're so horny in the church. That's why all of you need to stop. Don't even go anywhere and just have sex for the next 21 days. So you can stop being so horny, so devilish. See, that's why we've had a whole bunch of, I don't care if you like it or not, you sweet evangelicals. Stop looking at pornography before you even come to me with anything. You, you, you up here talking, you sweet evangelicals, you're the ones who created that Christians can be addicted to pornography. That is impossible. If you have Jesus living on the inside of you, you're talking about religious people being addicted. If you're going to look at it, don't lie about it and be a hypocrite. Talking about you're addicted, you need some medicine, you need to go see it. No, you're not addicted. You just want to look at pornography, you lust hound, you liar. Pastor, pastor's wife. I know of a site, they have ads. Are you addicted to pornography? What, what? What are you talking about? No, you just say you want to look at it. And my, my, I have told pastors, I've told thousands of other people, you, you, so you got a husband, somebody, or a wife, or somebody wanting to look at pornography and, and so forth. And uh, you know, am I curious? Let them watch it. Well, I thought, well, wait, wait a minute, preacher. Now, I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about pastors, deacons, trustees, husbands, uh, wives, grown folk. I'm not talking about young people. You block them. Their church is wired up with, with, with programs uh, blocking pornography on the computers at the church. Why? Because they've caught so many pastors, so many associate pastors, so many ministers and pastors' wives and women in the church. Looking at pornography. Pastors have lost their job because they have been caught looking at pornography. Some pastors a little bit older and so ignorant they don't understand that you, you, you can look at pornography. But somebody can come behind you, man, and see that even though, even though it's not on the screen. can They can see you've been on a, a pornography site. 
Talking about you addicted. That's sweet evangelical foolishness. No, no. You're not born again. You're not saved. If you can't control that, then you're not born again. You're not saved. That's why I say, look, let them watch it so they can realize they're lost and on their way to hell. Because Jesus is not going to sit there watching pornography with you on the inside while you're masturbating. Anything wrong out there? Huh? Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. You say, preach, you'll leave us alone. I, what you mean, leave you alone? I'm trying to help you. Go ahead on and watch it if you 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 are so addicted. Because, see, a saved person, they may look at it. They may fall into it. But they're not, they're not, it's impossible for them to stay in it. And then if they pray, God will help them not to do it. And you do not have to get a program on your computer. Now, if you need to get a program on your computer, you go ahead and do that. I know one pastor. Uh, he was helping me in the ministry. Doing some graphic work for me. Genius. Graphic artist. Genius. Did some great work for me. But one day we were discussing some work and said, well, Pastor, you know, I want to let you know that uh, I'm struggling. He was honest about it. I'm struggling with this pornography online and and uh, I'm going to have to close down my business and, because I'm going to get rid of the computer. I said, what? Excuse me. I mean, this, he was a genius graphic artist and I was paying him good money to do some work for me, which is still in existence today. He's a white guy, but guess what? The cover on black Christian, I mean, the cover that you see on most of my books were done by him. Genius. Gifted. Let us to young black men, let us young black women, when black preachers preach, he did it. And they stand up to this day. First class, high quality. I said, excuse me. Well, I say, well, you do what you got to do, man. But I don't think you have to do that. Personally, but you do what you have to do. I don't want to be selfish. But we're in the mess we're in today as the church. Because independent Baptists, Southern Baptists, National Baptists, all other Baptists, regular Baptists, unregular Baptists, irregular Baptists, Bible churches, evangelical churches, all across the board. We failed in the family. We were hypocrites in the family and have been hypocrites in the family for years. Family completely out of order. Mommy is in control over daddy and over the children. Completely out of order. Children don't respect their parents. And parents let that happen even while they're in the household. Parents leading the cho uh, uh, children, leading the parents. All of that foolishness is what destroyed the church. 
Because if you have hell in the church, in the family, you're going to have hell in the church, even if it's hidden, which is worse. Some of the greatest hypocrites in the history of the world have been in the church over the last 100 years. Biggest hypocrites. To the point I call many of the theologians and preachers of today Sadducees and Pharisees and Sadducees. And they cannot successfully contradict me. They know the Bible, but they twist the Bible to fit their traditions and their lives. And they got millions of people following traditions that they made up instead of the Word of God. Okay, I said all of that to say this or to read this passage, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Children, obey the word of God and be blessed. Now let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray tonight. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and for this service. On the third day of October, Lord, help us not to waste this month. Help us, Lord, to obey your holy word throughout this month, even though the devil tries to claim it. Uh, Lord, help uh, me to continue and help other preachers to continue to give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and glorify your holy name. And Holy Father God, uh, I pray, Lord, tonight uh, that you will protect my family, my children, all of my offspring, uh, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Elizabeth, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia, and all of my offspring. And Lord, I pray for all of the people and their offspring who are with me tonight in the audience and on demand and around the world. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. And from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, deliver us tonight from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, and troubles and difficulties that we're facing. Thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are. Uh, for, Lord, we know that they could be worse. <clears throat> And Holy Father God, thank you for remembering mercy in the midst of chastisement and rebuke and trouble and punishment. Draw lost people to yourself. Revive those who are saved. We pray for the salvation of the lost, including my family members on both sides of the family. My wife and her mother and her aunts and siblings. My mother and my sisters and uh, all other family members have your Holy Ghost to not give them rest until they come to know your Savior and uh, by believing in you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, for my wife and others in our family, uh, Lord, that you would indeed cast out the devil and the demons of hell in the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Uh, Lord, out of their lives so that they can have peace uh, through salvation, through Jesus Christ, and so that their respective families can have peace and order and good productivity until we leave this earth. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight for those of us who are saved and born again by your grace, I pray that you will lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Fill us with your peace and with your joy. And Lord, I pray tonight that you deliver us, all who are saved in my family and beyond in this audience and around the world. Holy Father God, I pray that you will deliver us from all distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. But Lord, help us to learn our lessons that you want us to learn. And do not, Lord, we pray that you would not deliver us unless we have learned our lessons. Break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. And then, Lord, I do pray uh, that you would uh, deliver each and every one of us who names the name of Christ. From temptation, evil, and sin, even tonight, Lord, help us not to drop down our God even at night or early in the morning. Uh, for, Lord, help us all to not be ignorant of the devil's devices and tricks. Help us to remain sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And, Lord, I know that there are people who are tired of being sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. But, Lord, we can't get tired. So grant us your grace, your strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit not to get tired, but to be that and to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. For the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, Lord, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And help all of us to humble ourselves and to pray, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And... Uh, Lord, crucify our flesh, the old man within us, and fill us with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit, and forgive us of all of our sins, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive others. And now, Lord, we pray, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, and now also in Puerto Rico and in Florida and in other places. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation as we pray for some by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York resident William Herman 
We pray for the family and friends of Pennsylvania resident James Landis. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey resident Guy La Vignera. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And we pray, Lord, for those who have sent in prayer requests. We pray for some new prayer requests. Zeta. And we pray for the thousands of people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Continue to hear and answer their prayers and our prayers for them. And we pray for all of them and these for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them and upon all of these new ones and upon ourselves as well. And Lord, we pray now for Zetar. Please deliver him, his sisters, and his daughter from overeating and help them to have healthy relationships with food that is favored by you. What a prayer request, Lord. We all, most of us need that. We thank you for that. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the great service at Congoli church and for the souls saved and people healed and delivered please bless and provide for the widows please bless the youth seminar revival and open air market please provide them with the tin iron sheets supply for the nazanda church roof save the witch doctors uh, who are trying to hinder their efforts and the church we pray, Lord, for Jensen. Please destroy the works of Satan in his life and give him abundant life. Completely deliver him from all evil spirits and witchcraft. Help him not to feel lonely. Give him healing, health, prosperity, and the Holy Spirit's power and anointing in his mind, soul, spirit, and body, and life. Give him complete healing in his mind and uh, thoughts. Bless him with a good job, house, and a happy life filled with your promises. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel. Through this ministry, we pray for Damaris, Joyce, Thomas, Diane, and Esborn. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray uh, through the preaching of the whole counsel of God through this ministry. We pray for Russell, Monica, Alice, Vera, and Rob. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. And Lord, as uh, others who are not saved hear the gospel once again, Lord, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, in the sermonette that I preached a little while ago tonight, I preached the gospel. Uh, and if you missed that, please understand what Jesus Christ said. For he said the most important words in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life.
And dear friend, obey the words of Jesus Christ. If you want to get your soul saved from hell and saved to heaven, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for all of your sins. Your sins is what will keep you out of heaven and cause you to go to hell if you reject Jesus Christ as your Savior. He paid your sin debt. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. And that's what he did. He took away your sins, your pride, your lying, your stealing, uh, your lust, your covetousness, your um, dishonoring your parents, dishonoring God by swearing in his name, lying on him because and taking his name in vain because you're trying to get out of some trouble uh, these are all sins transgressions trespasses that human beings do and we're all in the same boat do not think you're by yourself God says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God says the wages of sin is death, meaning that we all die because of sin. And if you die without believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to have to pay for your sins yourself in hell. But if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can go to heaven because he paid your sin debt. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. My dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Follow me in prayer, for the word of God says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want Jesus in your life, if you want to be saved from hell and saved to heaven, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Call upon his name in prayer and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer right now. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight by sinning against you. For I have broken your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe with all of my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit 
and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to turn around. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ tonight and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it, according to the Bible, the Word of God, you are now saved from hell and you are now saved to heaven. May I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation. Now to help you grow in this newfound life please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, tap on my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is a free download and that little book will tell you what you need to do to grow into a uh, Christian disciple of Christ. Step by step. Free of charge. And then email us and let us know that you got saved and uh, so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you and send you even more materials to help you to grow in the faith. We are here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, and we have people doing that on their own. And they are standing by to receive your email, your prayer request. If you have a prayer request, send it in. And we will pray for you by God's grace until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, which if the Lord tarries is coming will be uh, tomorrow night because by God's grace I am committed to what the apostles were committed to. And that is to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And uh, those of you who are pastors listening tonight, uh, I want to lovingly encourage you to do the same. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. Be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and stay busy. Be occupied until he comes. God bless you as the music plays. Earphones out.